Hello, we're back to being live together. I'm so excited. I hope this is working properly. Please let me know in the chat if, or in the comments, actually, it says chat for me, but it's comments for you. If you can see me, if you can hear me, if, um, if everything's working properly before I bring up my famous guest, Doug Cower, no relation. I want to make sure that's clear, but I just want to make sure this is all working because this is the first time in a very long time um, that I've gone live on Be Live. I've been mainly pre-recording, so I just want to make sure. And then, of course, I get all these chat restrictions. You can't post comments to some destinations due to these platforms' restrictions. So we'll see how that works. Um, I guess my LinkedIn profile is those. Um, YouTube, I can see you and Facebook, it's got some black checks, some red checks. So we'll see what happens. So, uh, if you can write in the chat to let me know if you can see and hear me, I'll get started. And while I'm waiting for that, either way, this will be recorded so I can always edit it later. I'm bringing up Doug Cower of Cower Guitar. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Got to do my little air guitar opportunity. Yep. <laughs> how, how is it where you are and what have you been up to today? Oh, it's good. It's, you know, California in February. So it looks like summer already. And uh, no, it's great. It's <laughs> great for you, but I'm in North Carolina. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so it's peak advertisement when it's pretty and sunny. It's cold still here. <laughs> well, it's yeah. warm enough, but yeah. Well, you so, guys won't be on fire for half the year. So that's, that's then the there's that. flip side. <laughs> then there's that. You know, we have the humidity, which I think helps a little bit with, yep. you know, the dryness that California is known for being in a desert and all. But man, yeah, it's yeah been, I still would rather uh, live there sometimes. <laughs> it's hard to beat it. I mean, Sacramento's claim to fame is we're two hours from everything better, as I'm sure you know. And But, uh, you know, okay. it's kind of my speed here. Uh, you know, we can get out to the coast when we want or go up to the mountains or whatever. And Hey, I'm not at work today. I'm, I'm very happy. Uh, this is very nice. <laughs> Granted, what you do for work is pretty spectacular. I mean, so tell everyone how Cower Guitars came to be. Like, sure. when did that little bubble in your head say, I want to design my own guitar? <laughs> and you actually so followed through on it. Yeah. So my dad, uh, who literally just retired uh, last month, finally, um, he started a cabinet shop. I mean, I we started in our garage. Uh, I shouldn't say we. I was like five years old. Uh, but I heard about labor, your child labor laws. Oh, yeah. They don't apply to family. So I was <laughs> in the garage at five years old helping out. Uh, I I but he, he got into doing like, it's kind of a weird story, but there's these like, 60s made multi-tools called shopsmiths. They're like a drill press combination, vertical, horizontal boring machine. So, and he, because he was into building cars and he worked for Stockton Dotson at the time, he would just kind of collect. Wow, Dotson, you're really oh, yeah. taking it back. Throwback oh, yeah. Thursday. Wow. Oh, yeah. I grew up in a 510. Uh, I don't remember that. I just remember, <laughs> I remember in movies, but I don't remember what they look like. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, he got into restoring these things for some reason. I don't know because it's just how he is, and and so he started making little like furniture things with them, and then it became making furniture for the neighbors, and and then the uh, mantles, and started getting more into cabinets, and then eventually he started renting a shop space that was 
like halfway between our home and where his regular job was okay. uh, and then eventually quit and went full-time doing cabinet work. And so, you know, I just grew up doing it with him. And then in the mid two thousands, uh, this piece of maple came into the shop that was really pretty. And like, you know, when we buy material, you know, especially like we were going to make crown molding or something out of it, right. You just mm -hmm. get 50 sticks or whatever. And just happened to be one was really nice. And I was like, you know, I should build a guitar from this because I played guitar and mm -hmm. I kind of worked on guitar. I mean, messed around with my own guitars a little bit. Um, and I said something to my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, um, mm -hmm. and her dad did like, because I actually met her because she ended up being the singer in the band that I had in high school. Um, and I knew her family because they were kind of the local band uh, nice. in Elk Grove, which is uh, the town I, I grew up in. And, and it wasn't a huge town at the time. So we would play, we all kind of would run into each other. Um, so I actually Wait, knew her your dad. dad also played the guitar as well, though, right? So yep. not just yeah. the woodworking or cabinetry, but also the music side, yep. both from yeah, your dad. Exactly. Did yeah. your mom do anything? Like, what was she? She to? did piano a little bit. She okay. was very, she's artistic in her own way, just not mm. musically. Um, okay. She does a lot of art and craft stuff. And she, Elk Grove has oh. like a big county fair every year called Western Festival. And she used to run the art exhibit. So like oh, she wow. was responsible for, you know, she basically made it what it is. Like she would. So it's all the still high all integrates because you paint, you're the painter of the guitars, right? And yep. um, I don't know if so you the, know this, but the artwork behind this <laughs> by my mom. So oh, we have nice. that in common of <laughs> having parents that are artists and my earrings, every earring yes. that I wear, they're all handmade by my mom. My mom earrings. can do drawing and painting and I can't draw a guitar to save my soul. Like I'm <laughs> hopeless with pen and paper or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, uh, but physically making things, you know, I, I was always good at. Um, so I, anyway, this piece of maple came in and, and I said something in passing to my girlfriend at the time and her dad, I think was just waiting for that synapse in my brain to connect that like, Oh, he's woodworked for 20 years at this point. He could probably build a guitar. And uh, so he got me a bunch of parts and hard, well, they, uh, parts and hardware to build this first guitar. And, and I started on it and it kind of was serendipitous because uh, around 2000, my dad was the first cabinet shop in the area to have a CNC machine. So, uh, you know, computer controlled uh, CNC router. But I had taken AutoCAD my senior year of high school. It's kind of convoluted. Um, but as again, a what, bringing yeah. back old school stuff, I hadn't <laughs> yeah. heard that in a while. <laughs> oh man, well, like it, I mean, they, they it worked out my senior year. I had the option of going on to calculus, and I knew that was pre calc was my off ramp. Like, I hit that, and I'm like, nah, I'm done with math. This is as far That's as I'm insane. gonna go. And mm -hmm. so, I took AutoCAD as a you know, whatever kind of throwaway class, and it ended up this is before we bought the CNC machine. Well, to draw and program a CNC machine, it's all AutoCAD based, so it kind of everything came together, and I it became kind of my unofficial job in the shop to be the guy who programmed the machine. And once I got used to like, Oh, we can make this thing for a, you know, a kitchen balance or a mantle it started becoming like, well, what else can I make on this? And, and right. started making more things. And then the guitar thing just kind of happened that way. Um, so I, I did that. And then I made, you know, Strat and Tele bodies, which are kind of the go-to everybody has, uh, you know, and there were good learning things. And then I started making kind of my own designs and then the recession hit. And the cabinet work completely. Wait, which one? Off. The 2006, <laughs> 2008, yeah. I know, right? Yeah, that's right. When we left um, LA, was right yep. before the recession hit, and we were like, "Oh man, perfect timing." Yeah, we. <laughs> my husband was working house. in real estate too. Uh, so. 
Yeah. We, we yeah. bought our first house in 07 and it, mm. yeah, good timing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you know, there was no cabinet work to do. So I was just making more guitars uh, just for fun and kind of passed the time because I had nothing else to do. And uh, I was a third of the way through my teaching credential out of school. My wife was two thirds of the way through hers when people started buying the guitars that I was, or bugging me for the things that I had designed for fun. Uh, and I just kind of fell into it from there. I was adamant that I wasn't going to take something I enjoyed doing and turn it into a business because I had kind of made that mistake in the past with my other hobbies. And, mm -hmm. you know, usually it was like just enough to get myself a wholesale license and buy what I want for my hobby at cost. And then, you know, if it would just ruin it every time I'd start helping mm -hmm. friends out, you know, and then it would just be this, this pain Can in the butt. Can we talk about that for a minute, though? <laughs> because... I mean, I feel this on a right, like sometimes I get really close to quitting it all. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. why am I even putting myself out here yep. doing all this work, trying to help other people with the idea of like, Oh, you know, pay it yes. forward, all of that. And looking out for your community or what, you know, the people that you feel would look out for you, but then yeah. they only ever want the freebies or a friend, you know, <laughs> like they only want to hang out with you. when you get the free tickets to the comedy yeah. show, like um, famously Oprah says, Everybody wants to ride in the limbo, but nobody wants to help you when it's a flat tire. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah so I can point. relate, you know, a hundred percent because I go through that every season yeah. where I'm like, oh, that's my last season. I'm not doing this anymore. It's too self, like, you it's know, rich people don't need my help. <laughs> you know? I'm a UPS wife working in an acting field sure. in North Carolina, you know, like yep. they don't need me, but at the same time I can't stop cause I love it. So I yep. try to find other ways of making it sustainable for me and making it where I get to meet people like you, you know, and really sure. get to share great stories cause you've done yeah. a lot of great things. And so, and we've been like, <laughs> for a few years here now and even um, my in-laws got to come visit you for cower fest which was fun so that was amazing actually it was what's crazy about that is yeah i mean as you know cower is such an odd last name it's you know mm -hmm. uh to know german to, irish yeah, yeah to run about. across another one and then to find out that your in-laws live i mean like mm -hmm. as a stone through from where my parents my you know my strain of cowers lived yeah. Not all that far. I think, you know, minor mountains. Well, my view. husband grew up in Nevada. Yeah. So, and like, you guys no were kind of in there. Was... strain that close. And they uh, have, like, 11 siblings. <laughs> or 12 or a dozen. Uh, Might as well say a dozen. There's the Catholic side of Cower right there, I'm sure. Oh, very Irish. <laughs> very, yeah. The butt stopped there, though. <laughs> yeah. One <Yeah>. and done. <laughs> yeah. It was too many for us. We're, I mean, we have them both, but good yeah. God. I'm glad we stopped. Well, yeah. So yeah. talk about that. Like, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs fall in that pit or even people who work in the art field or sure. I don't know what hobbies they were for you, but a lot of times they feel like if something comes naturally to you that it's dispensable, that they can just take advantage of and just keep yeah. like draining the heck out of you. So how did it's, you? It's funny because it's a double-edged sword. Uh, well, mm -hmm. but the... So I had no idea when I got into this, there was a whole community of guitar builders. Like I, you know, I didn't, it just wasn't, I, it's not that it wasn't a thing. I wasn't aware of it. You know, I, I played you guitar don't know what you in don't high know. school. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, and I read guitar world and all that stuff. And it just didn't talk about all these little independent things. And I think, you know, the internet's kind of obviously what gave everybody their exposure. Uh, Cause there are definitely even builders. playing field in that. Oh sense. yeah. I, I yeah. mean, there, you know, there are vintage boutique builders air quote who go way back that, you know, 
even back then I didn't know about, but know about now. But the funny thing was, so I got into it and I kind of, it's like, eh, I still have my full-time job and I was doing it on the side. And mm. there's a big industry trade show called NAM every year in Anaheim. And, you know, I, I did my same old routine. I got my license, my seller's permit, so I could go get stuff at wholesale and, and take advantage of doing like some events. And so I went down and I had a friend's like, like, oh, you got to go meet this guy and you got to meet this guy and you got to meet that guy and, and talk to them. And so that was in January. And I remember like that was kind of my first exposure to the whole industry as a whole. But like these little pockets of small builders that were there and uh, one was named Nick Huber out of Germany. And I remember at the time, this is 2009, I think, or 2008. I'm coming in again. Oh, yeah. I used to live in Germany. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, I speak German. Yeah. Sprechen Sie kinds of it's a Deutsch. We'll, we'll it. touch yeah. back on the pandemic ruining our last Berlin trip. But still. Uh, <gasps> I wanted to go to Berlin so bad. When I lived there, the wall was still up. So that, oh, man, speaking of crazy. old school. Yeah, yep. but my um, partner, she that I, she lives in Berlin, so I'm like, see, now sure. I got a reason to go. Oh, you yeah. can have my ticket sitter still on hold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we won't talk about tickets yeah. on hold because uh, I was supposed to cover the um, Super Bowl this past week. Um, some of the red uh, carpets and a certain person I love very much. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. but uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So we, so I met him and, and I remember at the time thinking like, oh my God, every guitar on that table was like five grand and wow. they're all sold within the first day. And it wasn't like I can jump in on this money train too. It was more like, man, I hope I could be like that someday. Right. And so that was January. And then the very first guitar show that I actually attended that I was showing at was in Montreal later that year. Uh, and it was really early, like maybe the first 40 official guitars I had built at that point. Like I was, I was in the first with well within the first hundred, maybe probably in the first 50. And I remember I got there. It was, this is lame. It was the first time I needed a passport. Like, you know, like to go to Canada, like you go to the passport office and they're like, Oh, where are you going? I'm like, Canada. They're like, Oh, okay. Here's your passport. That's exciting. Have fun in Canada. Uh, you know, and so I, but it was, I flew out and, and my wife, I think, had, it was her first year of teaching uh, full time, or I think she was out of student teaching in full, so she didn't go. Um, and and so I went, big solo trip, and I walked into that show, and Nick Huber and these other guys I met were like, "I am so glad you're here. We've been following you. I'm so excited for you." And I'm thinking, you meet like five thousand people easily through those yeah. four days at NAMM six months ago. I'm a nobody who just said hi a couple days in a row. And I had such a good time uh, at that show. We sold, I sold a guitar. I definitely got massively drunk at the party. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's why the next year was not open bar uh, at the builder's party they had. And it was cool because it was part of the Montreal Jazz Festival. So it was just, oh, you know, fun. everything's going on in the city. And, and yeah. I came home and quit my job, which was not saying much because I was working for my dad. But uh, I was like, I want to do this full time. I, I, I so don't. You can come back whenever you need me. I'm glad yeah, well, you're following your passion. He, and, yeah. He, I think we're out of the statute of limitations. He technically fired me so I could get oh. my California small business loan that I had been paying into uh, my entire working career and draw so unemployment family. for a little while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that is a good family nepotism story. Like yeah, truly out. helping out their son. Because. That's a conversation I was just having today with a friend that so many times people are like, uh, you know, I'm going to do this on my own. Like we were talking about Nicolas Cage with him changing his name. So people wouldn't know he was a Coppola and 
I mean, it's, everybody knows. <laughs> like, it's the worst kept secret in Hollywood. Sure. But um, I just was like, why wouldn't you want to help your your siblings or family? Yeah. You know, especially if they are talented and you know, and in sure. your case, like. It's as if like paying for like once they turn 18, you're supposed to kick them out and be like, good luck. Yep. You're a stranger now. <laughs> help you. Because I mean, I had to pay my own way for college. I had to do everything sure. myself. So, I mean, granted, when you're paying well, for a divorce, you I, can't I really will, do all yeah. that. But, you know, still, I'm glad parents take note. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I, yeah. I worked there for, again, since I was in some, I actually had the realization for free too, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I got paid eventually when I was old enough to get paid, but like, okay. as of this year, cause dad is retired, I will have started working more calendar years in that shop than my, I mean, not cumulative days or years, right, right. you know, total time, but I've always been in that shop in one form or another since I was five, you know, I mean, six years mm -hmm. old, I, I, I had famously the choice growing up. My mom said you could go to summer school, or you could go work at the shop. And my brother and I could not be at the same place all summer long. So he would go to summer school and I would go to the shop uh, and, or sometimes vice versa, but generally it was always there. So I, you know, I, I got to do that. And then, and so sometimes I think people get this perception like, oh, you just got handed this shop. I, I put the sweat equity in, first of all. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, so for the first few years of the business, I kind of worked out of the shop and I would still take on occasional side work just to kind of help make things work to the point where I got kind of self-sustaining. And then eventually the way our shop is laid out, um, I think three or four years, I think three years in, I took over the lease for our, there, there's two units technically. Uh, so we have like a 6,000 square foot shop, but it's two, 3,000 foot spaces. So I took over the lease for that side. Uh, and then, you know, it incrementally kind of over time took up more and more expenses and stuff. And, and so I was able to kind of ease in, but it wasn't free, free. Like I, you know, and I've had to buy equipment and, and no, I mean, yeah, you know, you're working with that, very expensive lumber, which is, I wonder now, is that hard for you? Cause there's been so many issues with getting. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, that surprisingly lumber has been, it's gone up in price, but it hasn't been difficult to get for us it's one of the few things i can actually get consistently still uh, and we're pretty efficient between the range of models that i'm making i don't want to waste anything so you know i i have a good relationship with the mill and the lumber supplier and the importers and we can bring in what we need size wise um, so we're not wasting much and then it, it works out pretty well but everything else has been a nightmare it's it's been oh, no. it, it's <laughs> It's I'm in that realm of I think between not being able to go do events for the last two years or travel or every time we think we're going to be able to do something, you, get, you know, the next variant comes along and blows it up and then constant supply issues. I definitely am in that same burnout point that you're at. Like it just mm -hmm. I just kind of wiped like I was talking yeah. to another the, the, in the same version of why I got into this because the the community of builders is so amazing i think in the thousand people i know that do this for a living two are jerks like that's amazing like i don't even have that ratio with my family like like i think we're at 50 50 with the extended family like, yeah i'm like how many family members do i have well, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's never amazing. did the ratios of it no but um that that's a very good point you're touching on as far as like having that community around you to really help you through all of yeah. this and being able to make those relationships with your suppliers so that you, well, the ones that you can anyway. Yeah. And being American made as well, like they're probably like, 
I don't know, like there's that commodity there too, but. Um, yeah, the, the building community is generally, if you're not ripping somebody else off, you're in the club. And because none of us get rich doing this, like, you know, I, I had an Instagram post yesterday about this product we use for one step in the process. And I got three texts from friends like, hey, can you give me the details on that? And I like, yeah, here's where we buy it. This is the product. This is the mix time. This is how long you got to use it. Here's all the info. Have at it. You know, I don't care. It, it, and somebody did that for me. You know, I think actually, ironically, Taylor Guitars, which is one of the biggest companies, guitar companies in the world, they're the ones that gave me the info in the first place. So, and actually, amazingly, Taylor, so we're having one of the many supply side issues. We're out of a certain product we use for the finishing. And I, you know, for whatever reason, I, it's all fun excuses. I won't have it for three weeks. And that means I can't do anything. I can't paint any guitar for the next three weeks. And, and Taylor actually is bailing me out because they used, used the same product. They've moved on to another version of it. That's a little oh, different. Man. So they had some supply, excess supply. And like, I called my buddy over there and I'm like, there's no chance you guys have any of this, right? And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll sell you some. Uh, and so they're, you know, it'll be here tomorrow. I'm, I'm thank God. Uh, no. you know, <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought that up too. Cause I'm always giving free information granted I'm done doing free one. <laughs> like I'm done. Like it's, it's too time consuming. It's too much anxiety of the whole thing. Cause I'm expecting yep. it to be a sponsorship opportunity. And then they're just, uh, um, information grab for starting their own podcast. Yep. Just ask, I'll tell you, I teach <laughs> classes on it for free. So, yep. you know, just attend those. I mean, you have to pay to attend those, I do believe, but whatever. Um, I, I always say that I can give you the exact same ingredients. It doesn't mean it's the same sauce. And at the That's same right. time, it, it it elevates your community. If you're all giving the same gold standard service, but it yeah. fits different niches or whatever, then you know it just makes you look better. Because I'm sure most guitar players don't buy just one brand of guitar. I know I don't Not buy usually. just one brand of shoe. Not comparing guitar <laughs> to shoes, but I'm just saying that's part of my work wardrobe. You know, I yeah. got to change it up for the looks or design, or maybe I have um, something I want to match <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever it may be, or just changing. I, I mean, I know you don't do left-handed ones, but not uh, that well, left-handed. But... Oh, you do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got we ironically we hadn't done any in two or three years. We don't build them oh. unless people order them. But well, I'm uh, right-handed anyway, so it's yeah. not my issue. But I oh uh, man, you know, ironically, my yeah. father-in-law, my brother, my brother-in-law, my wife, and both kids are all lefties. I'm like, if any of you guys play guitar, and my father-in-law was lefty until the nuns beat it out of him. Uh, so he plays righty, and my wife plays right-handed. But yeah, oh yeah, uh, I'm I'm the only righty in a field of lefties, which I think means I probably should get my college funds going for my kids right now. They'll be hopeless. And so. handwriting specialists <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> coming from also, oh, my man. mom and I are both right-handed, but everybody around us is left-handed yep. too. So, but, <laughs> and you're not even a doctor uh, <laughs> with that handwriting, but mine's terrible. I, I realize mm -hmm. now I think the only thing I handwrite are checks. So it's like, I don't write mm -hmm. anything. My six-year-olds got way better handwriting than me. Oh, uh, that's good. She's yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so amazing. As amazing as the community is, we, I do run into the, with sometimes on the artist side, you run into that, the, you know, I want something for free or I want this. And I'm like, but you know, I've been really fortunate. We have good artists who play our stuff and I, I'm very upfront. I'm like, you know, everybody pays for their first guitar. I have artists that have, I have such established relationships with now they do get things for free 
sometimes, but usually what they get for free is like, hey, I'm futzing out this new model. It's maybe not perfect or it's not. Uh, uh, I love it. It's got, you know, some ideas yeah. that I'm, you know, you, would you be willing to take that and test it out for me? And that's kind of more how I do it. But like, yeah. it's like uh, sampling for, or yeah. like market research in a way. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or sometimes yeah. like, uh, even then, like, if I have to break in somebody new in the shop, especially on the finishing side, at a certain point, you're just going to have to do it on a guitar and uh, hope for we the best that. Hey, uh, <laughs> it's hey, my hi. husband. <laughs> yeah. You know, All right, look, let know. me not get him in trouble. He might not be on a uh, on a break. Just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> but you gotta hope for the best that it comes out good in the end, and or be willing to sacrifice a couple guitars that maybe come out ninety five percent good on the finish, but not perfect. And then so I have people that I have relationships with, like you know, the guy is going out and playing this thing on stage is not going to care if there's a dust speck in the back or something. And so mm. that tends to be how it is. But, you know, I, I've definitely had to tell people I'm like, Hey man, you know, exposure doesn't pay my bills. Not uh, at all. You know, I it, tried it, once with my mortgage. <laughs> I said, well, let me don't. just see what happens if I sign exposure. <laughs> they said, Max sent it back. They did not think that was, funny. no, I'm kidding. I didn't really do that. <laughs> I think they would arrest me for that oh, <laughs> for forgery or something. I don't know. Yep. But um, I want to make sure, cause I want to be, cause you are a business owner and I want to be considerate of your time. We no, have I, to talk about your big fundraiser you did where you kind of gave away a guitar, but not really. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know, when the pandemic hit, uh, when my trip to Berlin was canceled, uh, that, yay, there we go. Yeah. Brought a full I, circle. I, uh, <laughs> but yeah. we, you know, when you got the shelter in place order and I walked out of the shop thinking, this is it. You know, I, I, I can keep the shop going by myself. It, it, when it's down to that just by myself, it doesn't take, I can keep things, I, I, won't, I won't lose the shop. Right. I knew that was okay. But I was really sure I was going to lose. I have six employees at the time. I was think I might be able to take one of them. You know, I thought, oh, you know, this is it. Everybody's going to, I had everybody file for unemployment, um, you know, and I didn't know it was going to happen. And I remember like I was driving home and I had a guy from Nashville call. I was like, hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I got a small store and, and I, it was a little bit below or usually our dealer requirements, but I was like, man, hey, whatever. I got guitars sitting here that were supposed to go to this show. If you want those. I'll send them out tomorrow and anything to keep the doors open. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, or keep us afloat till we could reopen. And then I had a bunch of customers kind of rally. I like it. Cause I put it on Instagram. I'm like, I have no idea when we can go back to work, what's going to happen. And I don't know how I'm going to pay my employees, but I will make you a, here's an incentive offer. If you're willing to put stuff on order and you know that I don't know when we can start on it, you know, I'll give you some extra price breaks. And we had a bunch of people rally and put stuff on order. And that got us through until, because you know, this was before they were even discussing PPP loans and stuff. And so we yeah. had no idea what was going to happen. Especially so for that, gig workers. So a lot of like people who were yep. playing guitars yep. didn't, weren't really oh, in yeah. a position where they could afford to get a new guitar yep. even. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that got us through. And then we were able to get like a small PPP loan. And then ironically, like three months in, I started getting panicky emails from stores that were still able to at least ship and do business. They're like, what did you got? We've sold everything. We, we have nothing. Uh, yeah. We'll take anything you got, and in, in retrospect, it made sense because everybody was stuck at home and guitar new hobbies went through the roof. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, my daughter went through the phase of wanting yeah. a guitar, and then it a worked. skateboard was what it finally ended up being, which is yep. sitting in my garage. So 
Kind <laughs> of wish you went with guitar. Oh man. <laughs> you know, like, our customer base is not like the first time guitar player base, but right. I think what ultimately ended up happening is people stopped paying daycare, people stopped going on vacation, mm -hmm. people couldn't buy a boat or go on that trip. So it kind of all of a sudden, like, even though I couldn't bring everybody back to the shop, I started going back to work and I, I pretty much went back to work because if, if I'm by myself, what's the difference? And try to keep things going. And so that was kind of at the beginning, first three or four months. And then all of the things that happened 2020 over the summer and stuff, we kind of just, I, I had an artist. She's fantastic. Uh, uh, after George Floyd, she kind of hit this thing on the nose when we were talking in private and like how we were both, ex you know, I was talking about, you know, how frustrating this is. And she goes, no, I'm, I mean, it's terrible, but yeah. people are seeing what we've been saying on a scale that's not the same. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we kind of got involved. We had a model called the Corona, which was, you know, kind of a tongue in cheek name, you know, the name it that. Yeah. Yeah. With a K. And it's, it's yeah. our version of a, Fender Telecaster, which is made in Corona, California. And, and so we kind of thought, you know what? I just was getting this one wrapped up. I will, I'm going to put this out there. If someone wants to spend two grand, the guitar is normally three. If they will put two grand, uh, show me receipt to, you know, a list of places that we could support uh, that we kind of pre-vetted and put out there, they can have this guitar. And it sold in like three minutes. Well, sold, uh, you know. And, and so I was like, well, how about I do the next two? and build spots and so we put those yeah. out and those were gone immediately too and then so we ended up in that first run and it kind of worked out cool because it opened up like i have a customer turned out to be a lawyer for the institute of justice and they were arguing supreme court stuff and they were doing uh you know all these different organizations that we just kind of outside of my orbit that i didn't know about that we were able to start supporting so the first round we did that we were able i think we capped it at 15 because i started panicking like we don't have everybody back to work yet. I don't know how far I can go out on this here. And they were, they were out of pocket for me. Like we, we didn't take, I didn't want the money to come through us uh, because I didn't want people to be like, Oh, you know, we gave you three grand and maybe you only put 10% to share. You're like, no, every penny you, you just show me the receipt right. and, and I will do it. And I will. And we had most of the suppliers we work with, they're able to kind of help us a little bit on, you know, either shipping or price breakdowns. There's a little bit extra on those. So that was the first round we did. And I think we raised about 30 grand. Uh, and it was mind blowing to me that we could do that. Um, and then we did kind of a, and, and a lot of that wasn't just social justice stuff. It was like food banks, you know, uh, World Central Kitchens, one that we we do a lot of support for. I really like those guys, um, you know, and, and try to keep it kind of apolitical a little bit. Uh, you know, and so we kind of left it open, like, hey, these are the people that we are kind of willing to support. You can pick within that, whatever. And and because uh, I, the one thing I was really worried about is terrible as it sounds. Like I'm very opinionated, and I have my opinions, but I really try to keep our business separate from that. I don't. I mean, you know how fast the that someone's you know <sighs> social media can it. become that, and I don't yeah. want. It's not that it's not important. Talk to me privately on my personal account. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I try to keep my little corner of the internet to be fun and something I enjoy and not dread going to. And that was my big fear about. I was like, oh, God, if we do this. And people don't like know. when it's just performative, too, in the sense. It's, exactly. Like, you know, put your money where your mouth is. And yeah. 
Um, I actually volunteer with the George Floyd Memorial Center, and we have a big event coming up. So I'm so glad you brought up. <laughs> that was a turning point because I was like, oh, by the way, plug yeah. for that because they're doing um, a golf and gala this summer um, in sure. the week of his um, anniversary of his death, the 27th yeah. and 28th of that May. But no, I'm glad that you that that inspired you to do this to help your community, but also with the power of love, sharing yeah. music, sharing art, you know, giving people opportunity to maybe who were wanting to get a new guitar and was able to do it and help a good cause at the same time, especially well, since we all needed was, it. Oh man. Yeah. And the timing was so good. Cause we, it was a new model. So we were still in that, like, usually the first 10 of anything new is kind of like butts and out the little like tweaks on the machines and stuff. So I knew that was going to be kind of a good window to do that. And then it turned into such a thing that I was both proud of and amazed by, you know, we hit it again at like the end of the year before Christmas, like same thing, food banks. And, you know, I had like, I donated one of my personal guitars to like, we did like a combination of like small donation raffle thing. And then like, you know, some more donation, full guitar donation spots for the full $2,000 thing. Uh, and then that was kind of how we closed out the year. And then we came back to it again, uh, during the withdrawal from Afghanistan, actually, mm -hmm. uh, we were kind of watching, like everybody else watching that just go to hell and, and you know, which is a whole other discussion that, you know, but we was like, all right, how can I, what can we do again here to help a little bit? And we ended up piggybacking on, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't know if you follow Quentin Quarantino on Instagram. Uh, it's a meme account uh yeah. that started up during the pandemic it's just a you know daily meme thing to get through the pandemic and then this yeah. guy ended up turning into this like fundraising powerhouse <laughs> like it, it oh, okay. i need it, to follow him oh it's i mean it's a funny account but like yeah. it started the first time he did this i think was it when rush limbaugh died he started a uh, memorial fund to planned parenthood in rush limbaugh's name which i thought was genius and so we you know but he ended up like, I didn't know where to help outside of like maybe the Red Cross. And he had this fundraiser going that was with uh, like a humanitarian slash PMC airlift group that was trying, was getting people out, um, mm -hmm. you know, right there at the end. And so we, they, they don't have it. He has no idea we did this. We didn't do anything. It just seemed like, well, this is the most vetted thing I can find in the, you know, 36 hours where we had, where everything was going crazy. And so we opened up the same exact donation thing again. And, and also, you know, food bank or world central kitchen. And, uh, we raised, I'm still, let's put it this way, I'm still building those guitars. Uh, cause we had to book it out all the way through 2022. Like I didn't have the wow. heart to close it down, but I had to start telling people, I'm like, okay, this is how many I can handle per quarter. Uh, and I think we're, mm. I know collectively we, we raised over a hundred thousand dollars this whole time in the last year and a half. Wait, 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 wait. How many, how many zeros? A uh, hundred thousand. Yeah. Not, not just in this when I Google it's just 30,000. So that's, yeah. that's amazing. It, yeah. It's congratulations. It, it's, thank like you. you have a really great customer base. <laughs> I mean, just to think of them actually, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in guitars. Cause your price points about four or 6,000, right? It's between three to four, five. Yeah. And those, oh, well. so those guitars Time are for about, a price rate, um, price yeah. rate. No, <laughs> including oh, shipping overdue okay. for going up. Uh, but yeah, yeah it, but, it's, yeah. uh, wow. it's 50 coronas that we've donated. Yeah. 
uh, it's been, and that's uh, the kind of Corona people don't mind catching to them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do get, unfortunately, you know, the drag to that name is every Instagram post that has a Corona that I get the COVID warning, but, uh, but also uh, maybe that's not the worst, uh, you know, help yeah. continue to spread good information out there. And, and, uh, yeah. but yeah, it, it was, yeah. I'm not, you know, ironically we joke about being Catholic and stuff. I'm not overly religious. I, you know, I grew up Catholic and stuff. I'm, but I am a, more of a big karma guy. And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I knew we were one of the few industries that not only got through the pandemic, like, but blew, like we we're busier than I've ever been in my entire life. And it's, which is frustrating with the supply side issues, but it's, you know, I got through that thinking, man, everybody, you know, you look at these lines at food banks and stuff and I'm like, we got to see what we can do to help. I, I, you know, I, I, I owe the universe that, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, I've been real oh. fortunate like that. So it, it, it was really good. I'm, I'm, I, I think ironically in 15 years of doing this now, the things I can hold my hat or hang, you know, hold my head up about really isn't necessarily always the guitars or our artists. It's, I kept everybody paid during the pandemic. No one actually had to draw on unemployment and all the donation stuff we, we were able to do. Um, you know, yeah. that, that's the stuff I'm really proud of. The tower of love. <laughs> 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 it's funny because I always say cower power or I'll say cower rhymes with flower. And so yeah. <laughs> when I saw you, that hashtag for the first time and you had the song playing, I was like, oh, yeah. brilliant. <laughs> so I want to make sure if, if there's any last things you want to share, because um, I'm trying to keep this down to 30 minutes. Yeah, although because you know oh, the algorithms and all that stuff yep. i've done interviews that were three hours because i'm sure. just that curious i will talk forever <laughs> and the reason i started my show from home because i was on radio and did yeah. a radio segment was because i knew i'd go crazy only having two people to talk to yep. when i'm used to constantly working around people entertaining sure. people going to events like <laughs> i needed something and thankfully <sighs> Yeah, uh, there was something I could do from home. So yep. share with everyone what um, any last thoughts you'd like to share and also how they can keep following you and keeping sure. up with Cower Guitars. Well, we are. Uh, I like to think that I'm the most famous Cower on Google. I'm not, I'm sure. Uh, but I am definitely easy to find if you just search Cower and Guitars. But it's Cower Guitars, everything, you know, Instagram's that way. We don't do much right. on Facebook. You these said days, that but... to my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said you like you raised $100,000. You're definitely more yeah. famous than me. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm well disseminated at least yeah. uh through the internet but uh well I, I don't know my brother would argue he he might be more famous than me but that's fine uh we, we like to have that argument uh but no i i you know i i love doing this business and and uh you know it is a fun it is i always tell people it is the most enjoyable form of poverty you can have because we like you know the first rule i tell people oh man Every time I get like new guitar builders that I meet, like, oh, you know, how'd you get into it and everything? I'm like, dude, rule number one, you gotta marry somebody with a real job who has health benefits. Like that's that is rule number one. And yeah, yeah. and you Thanks make that person UPS. very happy all the time. Because I, I just live off. Hey, next me on that part. What are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> Thought we were friends. Come on, guys. <laughs> now he's more like, you gotta make me happy all the time. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, get a, yeah. I, I'm very fortunate <laughs> in that regard. But, uh, yeah. you know, I just, I had a buddy one time said something to me and, and I, it kind of rings true. You gotta be dumb enough to start and stubborn enough to stick with it. Uh, and I've been lucky that way. You know, we, what I, has what I make 
is what I want to make. And, and luckily it seems to have caught, you know, it hasn't caught fire. It's been a long 15 year slog to get where we're at, but the growth has been nice and steady because of that. And, and I, you know, I, the best way I can describe it is like, I mean, you know, you're from California. Elk Grove is a tiny town or, or used to be a tiny town. And even though I live in Sacramento and we say Sacramento because it's easier to find on the map, we're not the music. We're not the music town of the of California. You know, usually people we deal with, we go see in the city or something else like that. You know, I've had times where, okay, Brad Pays a guitar player, his his main guy, Gary, he plays our stuff. So whenever they come to town, we get to go hang on stage and have free beer through the entire concert from, you know, three feet behind Brad and a foot behind Gary's rig. And like Tom DeMont from No Doubt plays my stuff. And, and he's my favorite story because Tom. Now you <laughs> dropping names. Oh man. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll drop them quick and then I'll let you go. So Tom, Especially No Doubt. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Lynn Stefani was my girl in the night. Like I oh, yeah. grew up listening to her. <laughs> things are bananas. Yeah. We, okay. Yep. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. So, so he bought a guitar. Uh, mm. Okay. So we, the way we kind of do things, we, you can order guitars custom. You can buy, you know, in, if we have inventory or we have dealers now. So very rarely do I get a custom order, like just that just shows up on our website with no emails ahead of time. And like, so it comes in, I'm like, Oh, cool. All right. You know, didn't think, looked at the name, didn't think twice about it. Like just put it on the clipboard and put it on the production schedule. And then about halfway through building that guitar, um, we we were like it must have been over the summer because i was having lunch with my wife and i was like we were just out of money again like the every three day scenario and, uh, and i was putting this guitar up on uh reverb which is like an ebay for guitar stuff and they had like a mobile app so i was doing it we had just finished it i was doing it while we were eating lunch and i was like man if we can sell this guitar quick we'll live to fight another day we'll be in good shape again for until this other one is done i can get paid on and it sold like I got it listed, and ten minutes later, it sold. Or eat lunch, I'm like yeah, that's great. Yeah. And and I get a message from the guy, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm Tom. I, I have that custom order on order, and I freaked out because I'm like, oh god, if he doesn't like this guitar, not only will I have an issue with this one, I'll have an issue with the one that's on order. And I'm like, God, I hope he likes it. So we mm. shipped it out, and same thing. Like I, you know, didn't think twice about the name. It's just another, you know, another customer. And yeah, then like right. a month later, my phone blows up from like nine different people at the same time they're like why aren't you telling me you told a guitar you sold a guitar to tom demont i'm like what are you talking about and it had they had he was playing uh tom has a band dream car which is everybody from no doubt except for gwen and it's davy havoc from afi is the singer and it's like an 80s throwback pop band and they had just gone out on the road and like the first pictures from that made it on instagram and he's playing that guitar and i had like no idea it was that tom and so i sent him a message and like because we had just gotten this other guitar done i'm like hey you know i really appreciate you playing this and you know we didn't know it was you and you know it's not like his email is like i'm the dude from no doubt at gmail you know and, and <laughs> wait let me email that i'm yeah. the dude from no doubt i will have it by the end of the show oh, no i'm kidding <laughs> no, definitely. And, and i was like hey you know and the other guitar kind of ran long because it had one step of the process that we did it was like an option that we don't do in-house and it just took forever and i was like hey i want to give you a, you know a, a discount for how long it took and it's a thank you and he emailed me like i said no you're going to send me the full invoice um he's like i know how hard it is to make it and how lucky i've been to have made it and wow. i want to pay full price and so when they came through town we got to hang out and 
He's like the yeah, sweetest guy. Fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and he's one of those guys, you know. So do you have him autograph any of your guitars? Uh, I haven't. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I saying that, that could be another fundraiser. <laughs> we have, you know, Celebrity my, my endorsed. Kind of everybody yeah. pays slash, uh, not to break PG-13 here. We have a no assholes policy, you know, mm. and, and I just don't, he's one of those guys I love. I, I Dennis Casey from Flogging Mall is the same way. Like we, we just get an occasional message from out of the blue, like when they're not on tour, like, oh man, just play this thing in the studio. Love it. Hope you're doing great. You know, and and, uh, oh, awesome. and so it's it's pretty crazy to me to be this relatively no, you know, we're seven people I mean, now in the shop. You yeah, know, I'm sure the teenage version of you too is like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I mean, man. that's what happens to me sometimes. I'm just like, this is your life. It's worth it. Like, yep. if you get to do this, everything was worth it. You know, so. I, I like it. one one more and then oh. I'll let you go. Okay. Because uh, I do have in that same regard. One. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh my dad, you know, I, I was born in 83. My parents were born in the mid-50s. So like all white men born in the mid-50s, he's a Steely Dan fanatic. Like just that's unavoidable. You can't can't be, can't have been in high school in 1974 and not apparently also love Steely Dan. And so Walter uh all uh, it sounds like a big flex to say Walter Becker played our stuff. Walter was a guitar fanatic so he played everyone's stuff but we kind of even early in my in the business like we got hooked up with him through a friend of a friend and so the coolest flex i ever got was i got to take my dad uh the last time that walt uh steely dan came through town when walter was still alive and uh dad got to go hang out backstage bs with walter for a half hour uh you know hang out uh in like primo seats for the actual show and i remember thinking that exactly i'm like I'm just a random dude. And when I was 16, uh, first of all, I didn't, you know, I wanted to be a teacher and, and what a weird, like you got into making cabinets because you started making toys for us when we were little kids on a shop Smith. And then I got into working for you cause I didn't have a choice. And then I got into building guitars because of the recession. And now you're hanging out with the band that you've idolized your whole life because your kid, I, this weird like uh, it's just no, no those things are surreal to me i mean it's uh, almost like buying being able to afford to buy your parents a home you know i mean yeah. <laughs> that's still like the ultimate goal is being able to yep. and even with this like sometimes I'm like i just want to retire my husband so we can travel together and he's yep. not so stuck to his job <laughs> but at the same time when you brought up that b word benefits I'm one of those yeah. people that is getting at that age where benefits are necessary. Uh, <laughs> necessity. Yeah. Like, like yep. <laughs> every, like, yeah, I need to be able to go without worrying about um, paying my mortgage to go oh, see a doctor. Man. But needless to say, I, I just loved being able to chat with you, hearing yeah. all the different ups and downs and things that you've gone through. And it's, it's true. Like this is the reason why I love doing my show is to keep, keep people inspired, to realize, yeah, sometimes you're going to have these low valleys or you're going to realize yep. your friends can only support you in certain ways, the free yep. ones. Um, but, you know, you're going to find people <laughs> who are going to be able to say, no, I'm paying full price. This is a great instrument. Yeah. You're doing great work. You yep. deserve it. And so wait for that. You know, yeah. Champion it, for it, that. It, yeah. well, and that's our alarm clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way overdue so now <laughs> we're connected we'll have to hang out more and yep. i'm going to do a quick plug again for george floyd's memorial center if you donate to george floyd memorial center you too can get 
this beautiful handmade art pin by a local artist here in North Carolina. George Floyd's um, paternal family is from North Carolina. He was actually born here in North Carolina and um, they're doing this wonderful initiative, the George Floyd Memorial Center, where it's going to, it's a community center in Southern Raleigh that's gonna encourage art careers, digital careers, really helping um, inner city youth get those chances to pursue their sure. passions, their dreams. And their goal is also to try to help bridge those gaps between the police community. So it is more community policing. And I'm just really proud of everything they're getting ready to do. And I love being a part of them. And they've brought me on as an honorary family member. So oh, that's fantastic. anytime somebody brings up George Floyd, I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I just got my pin myself from um, working with them. And I'm just like, uh, we're doing a thing next summer, hopefully, in Senegal, where it's going to be this whole big art, um, uh, public art piece where they're going to show all the different, uh, like all the different people who have fallen at the hands of police and welcome home type of ceremony and stuff. And I'm just like, I I, I grew up military brat and family and um, film. I've never felt home anywhere. So when they were like, you're going to get to go home, I'm like, I have <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, because even like when people ask where's your hometown, I'm like, well, I was born in Louisiana, but then we moved to California. Stanislaw, so not far either. Sure. Um, and then most of my um childhood development years, I was in Germany, Turkey, and Holland, Jeez, and then yeah. 26 schools in America. So, like, well, <laughs> not 26, only America, five of those were in Europe, but yeah, so 21 schools in America, well, not including college. So, I don't really have that. Um, like California is home to me because sure, that's where I got to pursue most of my dreams at. And, yeah. um, I was going to say this earlier because. One of the skincare lines that we carried at one of the spas I was the director for, it said on the back, um, we don't test on animals, we test on celebrities. So I was thinking <laughs> that when you were talking about your guitars. I <laughs> like, that. That's really good. Yeah, I, I think I might have made the verbiage a little more fun because it was, I don't think they mentioned that. But yeah, so needless to say, I was like, ah, smart. So yeah, again, I, thank I'm, you I'm, for being my guest. Thank you. Absolutely. And please tell the rest of the cowards hello. And um, Clifford Gilkey and his wife, Peggy Gilkey, who was a former coward, my in-laws, they wanted to say they enjoyed um, their visit to your shop. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. they did. I, I took their comment down and forgot to mention it earlier. <laughs> yeah, there they are. Oh, I'm so, so glad we could have them there. I'm hoping we'll see how things are going. Maybe we can do our open house again this summer. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm it's. It's three days. It's two years overdue, and yeah. or three years because I uh, the year we keep me posted. Yeah. I have um, travel credits due to my um, Southwest not canceling my or not giving my yep. money back for my yeah, trip I'll keep to you LA. Away. So I have money to burn <laughs> and travel tickets anyway. <laughs> so keep me posted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, well thank you so much. Again. No, mm -hmm. this is my pleasure, and have a great day and. I'll see you on the gram. Sounds good. Bye-bye. <laughs> right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today for another wonderful episode of the eSpot with Camille. Next Thursday, we'll also be live. And on Fridays, I'm pre-recording interviews with film professionals. And we're going to do film Filmmaker Fridays. And so if you have any questions or anything you want to learn more about the film industry, Make sure you email me, message me, 
Instagram me, slide into my DMs, whatever it may be. And we can talk more about, or I can make sure your questions are brought up or um, join me live. And I will obviously shout you out. So thank you so much to everyone that made comments. Byron, my cousin. Um, I'm not even going to try to read your name because it's a lot of numbers and letters. So I don't know what that would stand for. But thank you for hanging out because I see you're friends with Byron as well, the comedian who was also on my show. Super hilarious guy. If you're in the Baltimore area, make sure you check out his shows. And of course, um, the Cower family, uh, Gilkey family up in um, California. Also, I appreciate you guys watching as well. So thank you again for being my guest and thank you for watching and See you next week.